Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. This podcast is about all things outdoor photography, including landscapes, wildlife, macro, and more. The show features two talented photographers, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, who bring their different experiences in photography to the podcast. The show is released weekly every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In today's episode, we have Kyle Owen on the show, a wildlife photographer from Ohio who has a passion for photographing birds, amphibians, reptiles, and all other mammals as local parks and trails. We talk about the public's perception of wildlife photographers, our favorite moments out in the field, and why what we do matters the most to nature and the planet. And then we end the episode by amusingly touching upon superstitious creatures and cryptids that we might find out in nature. Who knows, maybe we'll find them someday. Welcome back to episode 39 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast, and today we have a very talented photographer on the show. <laughs> yep, we are having Kyle Owen on the show. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I've gone out shooting with him plenty of times, uh, mainly for wildlife photography, and yeah, he is very talented. So thanks so much, Kyle, for coming on the show, and uh, just tell us more about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Um, I currently live in Lima now. I used to live in Sydney. Uh I'm an avid wildlife photographer. Uh, I, I love birds, waterfowl, insects, whatever, you know, whatever nature throws at me, you know, uh, we've been given a beautiful gift and uh, I find it my job to capture said gift and share it with the rest of the world. I like that. Yeah. It's like there's a purpose to your work, you know? It's oh, absolutely. I really identify with that too. Yeah, absolutely. So. So I guess what like yeah, causes you to I'm, stick more to like wildlife in particular? Uh, like as far as what wildlife do I shoot usually? Yeah, or just like compared or, to like, other things out in nature. Oh, or, um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm uh, oh definitely more wildlife than anything. You know, every now and then I'll see a like a really cool looking flower I've never seen before, or maybe some kind of landscape. But most of the time I go out shooting. Um, I'm I'm out there strictly for for wildlife. Um, definitely, my two favorite things to shoot are uh, frogs and turtles. You know the amphibians and reptiles. Uh, occasionally the snakes when I see them. Birds, of course, uh, because they're I mean so abundant. Uh, and uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, I'm uh, such a huge fan of the belted kingfisher uh, that uh, I actually have a photography tattoo and then above that i added to it i have the uh, silhouette of a mountain a silhouette of some uh, trees and then right in the middle is the silhouette of the belted kingfisher wow uh because i oh yeah dude i that's i mean that's that's on me for life so you can pretty much say yeah that's my favorite bird um i've only had the uh chance to shoot them a few times because they're real skittish uh even mm -hmm. even with my even with my 600, uh, I've only been able to get a few photos of them, but man, they're just like so majestic. It's, it's, I see one and I just light up. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get that. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, birds, reptiles, and amphibians are mostly what I go for. What I, when I go out to a park, I, I make sure there's like a pond or a lake or a river, a creek, um, so I know I can spot some of those, uh, some of those frogs and turtles. I think it's great how you're covering reptiles as well. Cause I feel like a lot of wildlife photographers, um, uh, will just kind of go right to birds, you know, and maybe not think about some of the other, um, categories of animals out there. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I come across, uh, like, um, I saw a wild mink in the park once. Um, wow. That, 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 oh yeah. I, I, I believe it or not, I did not know what it was. I, I swear to you, I thought it was a ferret because apparently they, right there, apparently they were in the same family. They're the only difference, if I'm not mistaken, is a, a small skeletal structure difference. Um, and it was pure black and it ran across my path. And I'm like, what was that? Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to get a picture of it, unfortunately. But uh, if I see an animal in the wild, whether it be uh, a mammal, a reptile, an amphibian, a bird, you know, I don't care what it is. All wildlife to me is interesting. Raccoons, um, owls, well, owls are birds, of course. Uh, but just anything I see that's an animal in the wild, it intrigues me. You know, it's like, oh, hey, I, I've never seen that before. I want to get a picture of that. Skunks. Uh, I, mean, I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the thrill of the hunt. I bet you identify with that as well. You know, just seeing these things that you wouldn't see. Oh, lens, yeah. Especially with the telephoto lenses we yes. have nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you think about, um, like, just before you did, think about this. Before you guys did photography and you went down to the park, probably, you know, didn't think about, you know, watching for this bird. I mean, we all hear birds when we're in nature. We all see things. but um, when you really open your eyes, when you go out and actually look for something, you find, you know, that turtle's going to be, that turtle's going to be on that log, whether you see him or not, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're actually looking for him, it's like, holy crap, man, I just saw like 15 different things today because I was looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not hearing looking. and everything too. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I I can agree with that too. Is that like before I even really photography is like the excuse for it, honestly? Because like before I even had a camera in my hands, I didn't know like anything about birds or you know like reptiles or amphibians. But now I'm just yeah. learning more and more about it because of that, you know, looking for them. Right, and I tell you what, man. Like when I have a bird question, it's usually straight to you, Ryan. It's like, hey, man, what is this? I I I uh, am learning uh every day about new animals and stuff like that but like the knowledge you have about these particular birds or whatever it is it's like holy crap i know i'll be at that level one day but like right now it just blows my mind it's like oh hey what's this and like two seconds later you're like oh yeah that's that's this or that i'm like wow you know you definitely i'm gonna second that i i go to him a lot too yeah thanks he knows his stuff man Uh hey man there's i mean hey you know i'm gonna brush off the compliments but i appreciate it but yeah there's people that know yeah it's i do because it's like a you gotta give credit where credit is due yeah it's like a hierarchy i go to my people for my questions so yeah but i really appreciate it too yeah i mean it's just you're just learning these things you know so but yeah i appreciate it So, yeah. Um, so, are you more of like, I know the answer to this, but for our viewers and listeners, like, are you more of a professional or like, do you consider yourself more like a hobbyist or enthusiast? I, 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 I definitely see myself as more of a hobbyist enthusiast because uh, photography for me is um, definitely a good way to, you know, 
get out in nature and just, you know, forget like you had a bad day or the day before. And, you know, you go out the next day in nature and you're just by yourself and you hear all these wonderful sounds and, and see these wonderful things. It's relaxing. So I think I'm more of a, definitely more of a hobbyist. Now, if I could do it professionally, like, you know, travel the world, taking pictures of all these majestic, uh, you know, animals, oh, that'd be wonderful. But, you know, you know, everybody's got to have a dream and that's definitely mine. I would love to, you know, go to Africa and shoot a safari or Australia and, you know, just everywhere. I, I, I would love to go to every country, every nation, just and just photograph all the different uh, wildlife. It, I mean, I'm just I've got the biggest grin on my face right now just thinking mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> Do you have like a top dream location, like at the very top of your list? Top of my list, number one is the Galapagos Islands. Mm, that's a great mm. one. I watched a video. Go ahead. I was gonna say, go ahead. You're explaining it more. Oh, um, I it's uh, I watched a video on YouTube. Um, I can't remember the photographer's name. It wasn't somebody I really follow often, and uh, he was testing out a few different lenses and on his Sony and his Canon, and he went to the Galapagos Islands and seeing how fragile that ecosystem is and how majestic these animals that live there are. It's like that's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, mm-hmm. for a person like me. I can only imagine how much that cost to, to go there and how like honored I would be to be like, Oh my God, they're like allowing me on the Island. But like I said, the ecosystem is so fragile that, you know, the introduction to any kind of virus or disease would just completely destroy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are also birds there that are just not anywhere else and, you know, reptiles and just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm yeah i I can agree with that it's definitely it needs to be kept and preserved which i think it is fortunately like there isn't too much human meddling there i think Uh besides just people doing tours i bet yeah it's i think it's far enough away that it stays fairly pristine i guess that's a nice part about being a set of islands and stuff too all right you ever thought about going like the everglades down in florida yeah you know i live lived uh, in Florida for seven years and I mean back then I was uh you know I didn't I couldn't afford a camera I really honestly wasn't even thinking about it. I was more like into my video games and stuff like that when and I wish that back then even if I could have afforded uh, uh, able to afford a like a cheap DSLR like a you know because back then that was years ago they don't have the technology they have now um I wish I would have been into photography because some of the things I saw just where I lived in Florida were like, wow, you know, I'd see them every day, but if I had a camera, I could show the rest of the world and they'd be like, oh, wow, we're, you know, that's, that's cool. I've never seen one of those, but yes, absolutely, dude, on a fan boat down in the Everglades, crocodiles, all the, all those the cranes, all the, it's like, Oh man, that would be an absolute dream come true. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It's even it's interesting because like even the birds we get up here in the Midwest, like you know, herons are egrets. Like the ones up yeah. here are very skittish. Like it, most of them, at least in my experience, like you cannot get close to them. But like the ones down there, they'll just walk right by you. Oh um, yeah, like the I mean, or something. It's nuts. When I went to South Carolina um, in March, 
like I saw like a, a rookery of like great egrets. I could get like within like 15 feet of them and they just didn't care at all. It, it was great. But, no. uh, back, here, back here, they just they're so scary. Yeah, the, the, the rookeries I've seen here are like across the lake and it's like almost a mile, but you can see them, but they're just so far away. You know, they just build, build the nest there. All that um, that you guys are talking about right now actually um, reminded me of something I wanted to touch on there. I, I read a uh, news story about I I'm not sure where what I might have been in California. I don't quote me on that. Um, but they are um, looking into this crime. There's somebody has been uh, uh, breaking the wings of these brown pelicans, oh. and they are in they are in their rehabilitation now. And absolutely broke my heart to see this. Like what kind of scumbag or or multiple people. Because it has to be a human being. There's no way they, they've like eighty different go, um, uh, pelicans they've found have um, you know small breaks, compound fractures, and they're all in uh, re they're being rehabilitated right now, and they're offering a cash reward for anybody with information, and that just broke my heart. I just you know I want to tell everybody out there, even if you're not like really hardcore into wildlife, if you see an injured animal. Please take the time to, you know, to to look after. Call your local rehabilitation center. You know, hopefully they'll come pick it up. But it's our duty to help them because they cannot help themselves. That's, that's awful. I, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is awful, and it, it it breaks your heart to hear it. But I hope these people are caught, and I hope these these birds make a. Uh, all make a recovery and get back into the wild because they are a protected species. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of yeah the North American birds, the native ones, yeah, are protected under law. But that's just yeah, I just can't imagine like someone deliberately doing that. Like, what's what's the point? You know, to wild bird at that too. There's there's some uh, there's some really really sick people out there, but. You know what? We we make I think people like us make up for that. The you know we care so much about the, the wildlife and uh, you know I would do anything for I I'll stop my car in the 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 middle of the highway if I saw a turtle crossing the road, man. I'd get out and help it. I don't care. You know I, yeah. I what what makes our lives more important than theirs? You know I'm sure their ancestors were here long before we were. So mm -hmm. what, who, are, who are we to come in and just say, oh, you know, let's destroy nature? No, absolutely not. We were given a gift, and I think we should take care of it. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it's, it, I think it's kind of it, – it's like a stigma almost because you see, like, the, you know, the common, like, the can of geese at the pond, and people just, like – I hear them all the time. They'll make comments, you know, vilifying them just because they're like, mm -hmm. oh, they're a nuisance. So, like, I don't want to say they – everyone's so like thick skulled to say that like assuming all birds are bad of course but like right i, I feel like a lot of them are just kind of like eh, they're just here who need like do we really need them they get annoying you know they're loud i don't know it's just i'm i'm, I'm generalizing of course but right I feel right like some people might say that a lot i mean i know like... i know for a long time the a big problem was people would shoot their songbirds in their yard even like it's terrible so annoyed by them they would just go out and shoot them I mean, even throughout history, you know, John James Audubon, he did it, but he did it for more of like a study purpose, which I could kind of understand as from that perspective, but still, right. you know, 
Yeah. It's just kind of like in the history. Luckily, he, he only killed like one per species, um, at least, I guess, to document. But or as many still, as he needed. Uh-huh. Hopefully, <laughs> right. he yeah. shoots that. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong. The I I it's like a love hate relationship with starlings because you know they're an invasive species uh, and I mean they're beautiful. They're absolutely gorgeous birds, especially when the sun hits them just right. But man, they 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 like scare away all the other birds on my feeders. Um, they'll eat all my suet blocks without giving like the sparrows, the cardinals, the blue jays, anybody else a fa- a, a shot. It's like come on guys. You know, I don't, I don't hate them, but it's, it's more of like kind of annoying, like, Hey, you know, give the other birds a chance and think about this, wrap your head around this. If the human race were to vanish tomorrow, the birds and the wildlife would inherit the earth. I mean, they can live without us. They can coexist with us, you know, but if if we were gone tomorrow, they'd just be like, oh, okay, whatever. We're just going to go about our lives and, you know, just do what we've always done. Like, yeah, they'll we, probably, we, they'll probably thrive the without us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But oh, if it's yeah, the other way around, if it's the other way around, like if all wildlife on the planet were to disappear, like, I don't think that would work. We need certain animals to, you know, like, they they hunt things and even insects, you know, oh, spiders. Yeah. I mean, it, we they, need. They say there could be an invasion of insects if it wasn't for the birds. Like they're saving us, right? Uh-huh. Like the cicadas right now. These birds are having an absolute buffet on those things. Yeah, yeah. I, that's another one of the pictures I need to post if I if I haven't already. I was at the Columbus Zoo, and I was, I think I was near the eagle exhibit, and I look over on a branch. There's a starling with a fresh, like, um, it had just uh, shed its skin, a cicada. And this this starling snatched it right up. I got a picture of it with, like, a big old, big old cicada in its mouth. Like, I went to the zoo. Oh, I made a comment. I says, goes to the zoo, takes a picture of a starling. Um, <laughs> you know? And, uh, but, but it was so cool. I couldn't pass it up. My sister's like, what's it got in its mouth? And I, I zoom in, I'm like, oh man, that thing snatched up a fresh cicada. Mm-hmm. It was it was really cool. I'd never seen anything like that. But you know, we all get lucky. We all see some things that are like, oh my God, there's no way anybody else is ever gonna see anything like this again. Or if they do, they're not gonna, you know, they'll just see it, and not photograph it. So it's one of those moments where you're like, Yep, I want to take a picture of that. Yeah, so kind of so kind of so kind of leading off of that um what would you say are kind of like some of your rarest things you've ever seen um believe it or not blue jays are very rare for me i think i've only seen like three or four uh because i know they like to hide because they're so colorful and uh these uh these predators um number two would have to be a northern flicker which I just saw one of in Tawawa Park a couple days ago. Uh, he was on the ground, uh, not on a tree, so I just took that uh, that opportunity to take a picture. Um, I think that's the second or third one of those I've seen. Um, and like I said earlier, the kingfisher. Yeah, I haven't had a very like uh, large amount of chances to um, 
get a picture of those. I do recall, I'm sure Ryan will remember this, uh, that photo trip we took with all the guys from Dayton. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That's where we first met. Yeah. 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 It's where you and I met. And it was the last location we went to that Kingfisher had uh, gone down to the water and landed on that tree or the, the branch with a uh, fish in his mouth. That's like the first time I was ever able to get a picture of a Kingfisher. Um, I don't know what else. There's, I mean, I, I see cardinals all the time, which I still appreciate. I will never oh. put down a cardinal. They are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I'm with you there. Uh, they're, they're great. Um, I believe Ryan posted something on uh, Instagram. It's like a kind of like a comic where people are like, "Oh, just another cardinal." So the cardinal's looking at like this, looking at this map. I, the cardinal flies to like Arizona, and these two people are like, "Oh, wow, is that a cardinal?" You know, I I don't yeah, think it, that people appreciate the common birds as much as they should. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier plus like when you're in our kind of boat of where you're like chasing all these birds and seeing all these different you know unique species that you do kind of lose sight sometimes of that with the common one oh absolutely especially. yeah so but yeah I, I'm trying to remember who made that webcomic because I wish I could shout them out because I, I didn't make it of course but yeah that was a it movie. was yeah. it was great absolutely uh, yeah, it's very ha- true. Yeah. have either of you um and I I honestly don't care that people like look at me like I'm some kind of weirdo or something or freak out when I'm out in the, uh, the field taking pictures. But yeah, I'll be like laying on the ground, especially with the frogs and the turtles, because I want to get eye level. Um, I will, you know, I'll be on my stomach. Both my, my legs will be kind of up in the air and I've got my elbows, you know, situated on the ground so I can get some steadiness and people, some people walk by, they're like, Oh, Hey, what are you looking at? You know? And I'll point it out and they're like, wow, I didn't see that until you said something. And then you got other people looking at you like, you know, you've got like a third arm grown out of your head or something. Um, but I just, then it's, it it's unfortunate because it's like, I just want to share my photography with the world. You know, like somebody walks by and be like, Hey, check this out. You see that, that turtle right there. And I'll go on about it. And some people are like, Oh, that's really cool. You know? And other people are like, Oh, okay. And just kind of keep walking. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a people person stranger walks up to me in the park and says, Hey, what you looking at? You know, I can, I'll, I'll go on until they're like, well, you know, I got to get going. <laughs> I, think I, can, I can agree with that. I've, I've seen you do that before, but I mean, that's the great thing about like you in particular is that you are really, you're excited about sharing it too. You know, oh, absolutely. Not, not a lot of people are, like, I'm kind of like in between it where I'm kind of like, I appreciate like the solitude, but I also do like to meet people on the trail and, you know, talk to them about, you know, all the things I'm seeing. Cause yeah, my, the reactions they give me too are like the same where it's like, Oh, I never even seen that before. Yeah. Or that, you know what they might've, they, if you hadn't said anything to them, some of those people are like, Oh, Hey, well, you know, I just saw this or this or this down there. I was in Bruckner and I was at the first pond and this guy walks by. He's like, Hey man, what you looking at? I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, some bullfrogs over here. He's like, oh, hey, man, I just saw a big snapping turtle up in, up the trail at the second pond. Like, if I never would have said anything to that guy, I probably never would have went back there and never gotten the picture I got of that snapping turtle. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, like, about two years ago, it was in spring. Um, I was at one place just shooting landscapes. I think I was doing, like, sunsets that day. And then this one guy, like, walked by me. He's like, you ever heard about the great horned owl that's nesting? And it was, like, a location, like, down the road. So I went there a okay. few days later and like nabbed the shot at like golden hour. Never seen a gray horn down in the wild, but it was like the perfect yeah. moment too. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're definitely right. You need to like get out there and like talk to people about it. Cause a lot of people do yeah. exchange all these secrets. Like 
I'll go to the location for the first time and people start rattling off all these things they've seen because they go there every day. Like it's, it's pretty yeah. wild to see that and talk about it. Yeah, don't don't hey. underestimate non-photographers. Like, you know, there's, oh, like yeah. you said, every day there's people who take daily walks in these parks and they mm-hmm. know them better than us sometimes. So. Oh, yeah, they don't even have a camera. They just go there with, like, their dog or their kid, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, yeah, I've seen this thing, you know, in whatever season or – yeah, it's it's really neat. So and if you go to if you go to the parks enough, like I did at Tawala Park, I don't go there as much now now that I live in Lima, but, uh, you know, like tomorrow, um, I'll, I'll go up there a few hours before I go to my dad's house, and I'll – walk around the park and some of the people that i see in the park are people that i've seen multiple times hell some i know by name now and uh you know we'll pass by and be like oh hey what's up joe and he's like hey kyle hey you did you see uh you know there was an eagle back here and i'm like oh no no joke and then other times you can tell that you know like you kind of get you you've done it so much you get that vibe like you can tell you'll say hey how you doing how's your day you know just simple pleasantry um and that's it because you can tell some people just kind of like look like they they're just they just want to be left alone like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna take i'm just gonna take a walk um and all that good stuff um but uh yeah i mean the more i'm you know i'm definitely a chatty kathy out in the out in the field <laughs> I, i've been trying to be better about that like looking like i'm like doing something nefarious because we're, we're not really of course but like no, no. a lot of the outsider looks at like the big telephone lens or like what the heck are they right. just doing this little community park or something. So are I figured like if you have a good me? way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like if I turn around, are they going to be like pointing that thing at me? So yeah, like, you, have, <laughs> right. you have to have a good way about you. And like, I just find like a nice smile, pleasant high. Like if that's all you can do, that's, that works. You know, mm-hmm. I don't feel like most people are that weird out. They might be a little curious more than anything. I think. Right. Yeah. So, I've it had just depends. a couple of days ago. I was, uh, like by this creek looking for some ducks like early in the morning and i had i had, i just bought camo gear recently so i, I was like it's nice. like kind of like a ghillie suit so i was down okay. in like um some high grasses like waiting by the shoreline for some uh ducks and this lady passed me and i realized that i probably should have said something because she ended up noticing me without me saying anything and i like scared her like i didn't mean to <laughs> So like if if you're if anybody listening or Kyle or Ryan if you're ever wearing camo make sure you say something to people before they right. pass you. Yeah. I mean they can step they can step right over you never know it. Yeah, or on you. Yeah. Or trip on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I try to be smart about it, like not wear ghillie suits in public areas, of course, because that's just weird. I I hardly ever wear one, but if I do, it's like a wildlife area because like some hunters or something might see me, mm-hmm. but. I don't go during hunting season, so I guess not. Actually, not think about yeah, it. Yeah, don't want to get shot. But, but... Yeah, that's true. So uh-huh. avoid those times of the year, I guess. Was it September to January for uh-huh. like deer? I think. Yeah, that. I mean, that's the str- that's the struggle with um, that. Like, you want to wear bright colors so you don't get hunted by hunters, but then you mm-hmm. want to wear neutral colors so you don't get spotted by birds. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to wear camouflage a lot, but like in like past years, but I really don't anymore. Like, I'll, I'll just wear earth tone stuff usually. Uh-huh. Okay, but, you know, I think I never really thought about that because I'll just kind of, you know, go out and shoot my clothes. But the uh, the lens I bought the uh, uh, the camo cover for my lens, and it's got just like the woodland camo on it. Mm-hmm. And 
and people are i mean they'll make comments like oh my god that lens is that i had to be expensive lens or you know people will joke because it's got camo on it's like hey where'd your lens go i'm like oh ha, ha, i haven't heard that one before <laughs> um but uh most people i would say 95 percent of the people that i run into or even people i don't even run into people that are like within 30 40 feet of me uh you know either exchange like a, a a head nod or something like you know hey how you doing very rarely have i come across uh people that were like weird okay so in Tawawa park um there is a creek and at certain points of this creek across it there's like playgrounds so like the kids will come running over and be like oh you know what's in there and you know their, their parents are like oh hey get away from there they're not like oh. uh saying anything to me they're just like oh you know hey get out of his way you know let him let him do what he's doing but some parents are just kind of weary and i understand this day and age um but uh and then the other times i had a, a kid and his grandparents walk right past me and they're like hey what are you looking at and I said, oh, there's a big old bullfrog right there. And this kid was just like fascinated, like, oh my God, that's so cool. I've never seen one of those before. Like, why is it, why is it so big? Or, you know, is that a is that a girl frog or a boy frog? And I mean, his grandparents were just like, they were cool with it. I was just sitting there telling them all kinds of stuff about this frog. And they're like, hey, you know, we really appreciate, you know, giving them all that information. That's that was mighty nice of you. I'm like, I mean, why would not? you know he he was curious and i wanted to I, I want to teach everybody i can about everything i know about him i think you would make a, a great photography guy sometimes like that oh dude that'd be so much fun i could see you leading a tour at like the local park district so that'd be really cool yeah i've actually been on a couple of those and um the people like at uh, stillwater prairie reserve they do a lot of in miami county uh, they do a lot of uh um stuff with the parks and I said, man, I could really see myself doing this, you know, like point now. Oh, hey, look, that's a such and such. And, you know, this is this tree is this particular kind of tree. And this is the history of the park. And I'm like, hell, yeah, I can see myself doing that. would be cool as hell. Man, that, that's where I'm at, too. There's a local nonprofit that um, basically has this open call for anyone to do like guided hikes. And I need to like set one up for photography because I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. You have to. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, eventually at least though. But I find often in my experience it's like I'll be at the community park, you know, photographing a duck or something, and like it's like people are walking by it, and it looks like I'm pointing the lens at them. I'm like, no, no, yes. I'm just off to the side. Yes, yeah, I've had that same problem. Yeah, it's like always like circumstance of that where I'm like, man, it looks like I'm just like shooting your kid, but it's like I promise, it's the bird that's like five inches off to the right. Right. <laughs> right. I so, like that's the same thing I, I've had a problem with. Like I'm shooting from across like the playground. It's like, hey, I'm just taking a picture of this frog, not you or anybody. Yeah, people don't realize how narrow a telephoto lens is, like now how narrow the oh, field definitely. of view is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's amusing how it's like when they think the size of it matters too. When I'm like, no, I mean the camera's worth twice as much as this lens, or you know, vice versa. Like, well, unless you depends. have a six hundred f four. <laughs> yeah, like that Sony G Master thirteen thousand dollar lens. Uh-huh. I yeah. like the Canon version. I the sick dude, I a six hundred f four. I never thought that was going to be possible. 
That's crazy. I mean, they, they also have like they have four hundred two point eight, which is insane. That's nuts. Yeah. And uh, I one, I, I I read, I was reading about um, like wildlife video. I guess you could use this for photos too, but they have a, a fifty to one thousand millimeter uh, cinema zoom lens for wildlife cinematography that goes all the way to it goes six three at a thousand, but that's fifty to a thousand. What? Crazy. Yeah. Ooh, what's the what's the sticker price on that? Seventy two thousand dollars. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you guys want to uh, split it? You know? Yeah, I was like, dude, that's how much I paid for my house. You <laughs> Actually, more. Account? Right? Yeah. My god! Oh yeah, gosh, that's awful. I, I guess that's a nice segue, but like, what gear do you use typically? <laughs> Not that Oof. lens. No. Yeah, do you use that lens? <laughs> Oh gosh! Wow! Oh me? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I was I sorry. I kind of spaced there. Um, oh, I have a, a Canon uh, 60 Mark II and a Canon 80D, which uh, my girlfriend uses now because uh, we've uh, we've shot a couple weddings together. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of uh, portrait photography, but hey. It's good money. Um, so mostly I'm using my 60 Mark II. Uh, I've got the, uh, the I think it's the 51.4, the 85.18, um, the 150 to 600 Tamron, the 100 to 400 Tamron, a 100 millimeter macro, um, I th- the, my wide angle, I think that's a 10 to 22, but that's only for the crop sensor, which drives me nuts. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, that's a lot, though. I mean, you get, you cover like a lot of focal lengths and like right. And like, I've, I've uses pl- of the lenses. Most of them are used or refurbished. Um. Mm-hmm. But- no, the ten, the, the one fifty six hundred was brand spanking new. Uh, that's the only new one I think I bought. Or no, the eighty five was also new. The fifty I got with a bundle with when I bought a seven D, which I've long you know gotten rid of. Uh, I think that's about it. Um, I think. Do you do you use like the one fifty to six hundred the most? You'd say. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's. On occasion, if I'm carrying my other lenses with me, because sometimes it gets really hot out there and I don't want to carry a huge bag, um, I will, uh, you know, switch over to my 100 millimeter macro uh, for if I see a really cool bug. But um, more times, I'd say 90% of the time, you'll see my 600 on my camera. Do you so, ever use right. any like tripods or monopods, like any stabilization, or do you just shoot handheld? Uh, most of the time I shoot handheld because uh, I don't really like carrying around my bag with a tripod or the tripod with. Uh, I've got a nice um, uh, over-the-shoulder carrying strap uh, for my camera, so it takes a lot of that weight away, so I can carry it around for a long time during the day. Uh, and then other times, you know, and I'll carry my uh, tripod with me, just hold it in my other hand. Um, I would say like at least eighty percent of the time it's handheld. Um, so I'm, I'm bumping up those uh, that shutter speed just to compensate for the 
for the vibration. Um, I mean, as far as I can see, the results haven't been half bad. Uh, with the tripod, definitely, of course, I mean, you're going to get way better photos. Um, but I mean, there's trade-offs for both, though, definitely. But, I mean, that 150 to 600 has image stabilization, too, so that helps, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that like the handhelds definitely you're I mean you're way more maneuverable. I mean if you you want to not scare away a bird or something, you know, go handheld because with a tripod, you know, you'll scare them yes. away almost instantly. Absolutely. It's like the, the, I find my experience I tried to like the tripod monopod route and it's like it's too clunky and just cumbersome and then you just miss the bird shot or you know whatever it is you're photographing because everything's moving around so fast usually. True. It just it just gets in the way of the shot. I'm like, I'd rather risk, like you're saying, like with a sharpness, because I have really shaky hands, and it's like I'd rather risk it just shooting. Oh, you're not the only one. Yeah, and just see if I can even get it at all. Half the time you, you can't. So I mean, it's like you do really need that stabilization when you can just like bump up the ISO or the right. and everything. So now I've I've noticed uh, a lot of times I will have my tripod fully extended on all three legs and carry it around like that, so I just have to whip them out um to get a photo so i don't have to like go through all those steps of bringing the legs down sometimes that works and it doesn't scare the thing off usually frogs um i know they're pretty skittish but the bigger ones aren't so skittish they're like i ain't scared of you um so they'll so they'll stay where they're at and they'll give me time to set up the um uh the uh, tripod so yeah it's it's it, it's nice it's it's nice to have it sometimes other times you're like eh. You know, I can get this handheld, no problem. Or if a subject is pretty far away and, you know, they're pretty stable, or I'm sorry, not green heron, the uh, the blue heron, uh, there was nests uh, near uh, this restaurant in Port Jefferson has a pond next to it, and all these animals know they're safe there because they can't be hunted. Um, there was like 10, maybe 12 blue heron nests in these two different trees and it was gorgeous i was across the pond so they weren't so skittish um so i got to set up my tripod put on my camera boom got some great pictures yeah that's the best yeah i had last winter um a snow goose was actually at, like a little like pretty much the same setup as yours it was in like a residential like shopping area and it was just at a community like a small little pond right next to a like a grocery store and everything it was, it was neat just to get this photograph right here in the middle of like a busy like city and everything I mean, I, I swear like, some of some of my best are in those urban areas too. Like, yeah, it's wild, man. Because <laughs> these birds, uh, but these birds know like where the safe havens are, where they know they can go and not be hunt bothered. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, they aren't stupid. That's for sure. And no, the, absolutely read, not. It, it's like that. It's yeah. like that term "bird brains" it gets like a bad rap for that reason. Oh yeah, you know, they're they're really smart. They really are. Most of them are. And I I don't know how this happened, but I or how this happens, but I read somewhere that birds will pass down like their safe locations to their children, and like hereditarily somehow. So like the children will continue to go to these locations as well. That makes sense. Think about migration. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, that, 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 how, that's the most bizarre phenomenon right there. Is just migration. Like, how are these birds that were born last year supposed to know exactly 
where to go when they fly south. Like yeah, with with no previous direction too. It's insane. Right. They have the magnetic compass in their brain or whatever in their head, and it's, they just I think, know what to do. I think that has something to do with it, honestly. The um the the like the the magnetic pull of the you know the North Pole, the South Pole, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it has something. It's something in their brain, and it's wild because you're thinking. I mean, their brains are so tiny, but for being so tiny, damn, they're smart animals. Get this with the hummingbirds. They, I mean, how small they are, right? They weigh a few ounces. They have a pea-sized mm-hmm. brain. They will remember the specific feeder spots. Like if you have some in your backyard, like hummingbird feeders, they will remember uh-huh. those year after year and go back to them. How did they know that? How? It's like insane to me. And then they migrate thousands of miles down south, uh-huh. like South America or whatever. It's yeah, it's mind-boggling to read about that stuff. And then meanwhile, can even do that. we have these big old brains, and we don't use, but what, what, what do they say, like 10%? Less than 10, I think. Yeah, it's something like and, that. And we have to use GPS wow. to get places, too. So. Right. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Turn on GPS on your phone. Yeah. As far as the birds go, you know, like, it's insane that they – like you said, bird brain. Like, okay, I mean, I don't understand where that came from, but these birds are really smart. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk crap all you want. These birds know where to go to get food, know to fly south when it gets cold. Um, it, it it blows my mind. Uh, but it it's wild. You know, granted, we the same birds probably come to your feeders all the time, but we have no way of knowing if that's the exact same bird, you know, they know, but without it's banding it. Right. Without banding it. Right. But it's the fact that these guys remember, Oh, Hey, you know, old man, Owen, he put out his bird feeders. Let's, let's, let's go over to his house and grab some of that. You know, it, I'm sure of course, birds, you know, they have their own language and how they communicate and stuff like that. It's, there's so much stuff about birds I I probably haven't even like thought of to research, but it, it's I'm still you know I'm in my mid 30s, so I've still got I got my good golden years ahead of me. Like when I retire, you know, you better believe I'm gonna be taking pictures of all kinds of birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't blame you too. I mean, yeah, you ask anyone older than either of us, all of us, it's like they'll be like, oh, you're still a baby. You got so much oh, yeah. time ahead of you, so. And they're right. I mean, they really are. Like, we think we're old now, but it's like, you know, we still got a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Especially me. But why wait, yeah. too? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, Henry. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, when I wish I would have got started when I was in my 20s. Um, but like I said, you know, just why really not, couldn't afford a camera. You know? yeah. That, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I started when I was 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're doing great, then. I was like at 20, like, and I was like, man, I don't know about this five years ago. I was like, I'm going right. to try I'm going to try this photography thing. So. There's a, uh, there's a kid I follow on Instagram. Uh, his handle is kid with a Sony. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I've, oh, yep. I've, I, I've I actually worked with like, him a little bit. He's... This kid is like, Oh my God, you're so young and he, so talented. He's, he's going to be big. Oh, he's years. gonna be yeah. oh, dude! Only thirteen, I, yeah. Yeah. I when I when I see his like his work in like a, a Nature magazine or National Geographic, I'll be like, I follow that kid when he was just starting out. 
<laughs> and no, I, I, I've I talked to him. I, I've yeah. been on. I've been on calls with him before. He's he knows really? everything about birds. Yeah, I'm wow. going. I'm going to be on a podcast with him soon, so that should be fun. Um, That's cool. We should have him on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I'll ask him. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I know you follow her, uh, Burning Girl Heather. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually reached out to her and said, hey. You know, you really know your stuff, and I really enjoy a lot of uh, your photography and, you know, your knowledge. I said, one of these days, uh, we should, like, get a group together and kind of meet somewhere where it's kind of, like, all in the middle for all of us or somewhere near there and just, like, get a big group of birding photographers and just, like, spend the whole day just, like, talking about birds and, you know, going to these new locations that maybe none of us have been to before and, like, you know, teaching each other. And she's like, oh, hell yeah, I'm down for that. I I thought that was a really cool idea. I think kind of like we did with the the date photography group. That's I think, um, yeah, I mean, that group in particular is starting us back up again. Like, Thank God. Yeah, I know. But I was actually, honestly, on my own, I was thinking about doing some kind of photo meetup. Um, And maybe, like, a wildlife one specifically would be great. So, yeah, maybe we could all meet up. Dude, I'll even yeah, somewhere centrally. What's that? Most most of the time on the weekends, um, I don't, you know, I I've, I've got a Monday through Friday uh, second shift. Well, actually, I'm about to be on third shift uh, after our Fourth of July shutdown. But uh, yeah, man, that would be great, you know. And if anybody out there is listening, uh, hears this, and you know wants to get in on that, if you're from you know around here, I I reach out to yeah, reach out to one of us. I would. I'm all about meeting new people and learning new things about uh, birds or any kind of animal that I've never known before. So, yeah, absolutely, man. The more the merrier now that COVID's kind of winding down. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming for that. Yeah, I know. I'm really glad to get out, yeah, and meet more people that way, network, um, and yeah, all that stuff, too. I'm sure the birds were like, what's going on with all these humans, man? What, what, what's everybody losing their mind for? <laughs> You know, they're just living, they're just living their life the same way they were before COVID. And, you know, then we go all nuts and like, they're like, Hey, we've got, we got a lot more food nowadays. What's going on? Uh Now, now Kyle, do you you subscribe to the popular conspiracy theory that drones are, birds are drones? Oh, birds birds aren't real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The uh, Reagan, the Reagan administration. Uh Um, It's it's more talking about this. It's more, it's more funny to me. I saw a uh, t-shirt that said birds aren't real. And, you know, it had like a bird with some binoculars. Um, the, it's silly to me because the, the fact that there's like, there's probably more birds on this planet than there are human beings. It's, it's just hard for me. It's funny. Uh, I, I don't take it very seriously. I, uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody who really does. I, right. It's it's funny. Uh, there's there's TV interviews and people like the, the news anchors are laughing because yeah they're just like oh yeah you think this is you know a joke right and they're like no no this is serious actually do believe it. It's I mean I, I believe I believe the Loch Ness monster of Bigfoot exists more than I do that birds are are you know oh, yeah. uh, were not real and they're drones taken over by the government yeah that's. <laughs> I, I I'm low key fascinated. Um, if you ever like talk to me personally, I'm low key fascinated to like cryptids. So like yeah, like the like Bigfoot, um, the oh, yeah. grass man, the yeti. you know all the weird like whoa 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. Just, all the, the big creatures there. Yeah, what what, you, what was that third thing you said? The Ohio grass, grass man. man. Oh yeah, Urbano Ohio grass man. 
Yeah. Get out of here. No, no way. No, I'm not. It's basically like a like a Bigfoot that like lives in the swamp at Cedar Bog. I'm not even kidding. So we're we're you're telling me is people believe there's a real life swamp thing. Like a swamp monster. Like and like Shrek. No. It's no, basically like Bigfoot. DC. Yeah, swamp thing. Yeah. Kind of kind of like Mothman. In uh yeah, oh, yeah, in yeah, Virginia. In, yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. Or the Jersey Devil idea, or Louisville has um, basically has a... the, the back the backstory starts with like uh, who is it? Like I think it's this couple late at night or like driving on this rural road, like right next to the bog. And it's like a winding it's like a straight road basically and it has like a fence on the side to keep the grass being in the like the bog and everything. And apparently it like came out and it's like nine feet tall. It's like just a big <laughs> creature. Wow. Right. I, I, I could be a little off with the number, but now, yeah, you're like talking very, very about like it's it's real. Like, is there actually a fence there to keep it out, so to say? Uh, I I just was there like a month ago or something. It's, I didn't see the fence. I don't believe. Uh, see, I night, I'm not but... gonna lie. <laughs> I, I love how there, I love I love that you know the podcast went from like, hey, let's talk about Wilder to this. It's great. Because it's like you know we don't we're not taking we're not taking it too seriously, but at the same time, viewers or our listeners, sorry, like hear this and be like, oh wow, you know they're probably gonna go, hey, the Ohio, they're gonna get on Google, Ohio grass man. Uh-huh. Um, this one had a good nice. We start out very serious talking about the planet and conservation, but it, it kind yeah. Of, yeah. I do, now we're I talking do about conspiracy I, theories. I, I, I do want to mention one more uh, monster uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, where I live. It's called the Goat Man, and I can't what? tell you. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many sightings we've had. So there's this bridge um, down like this giant park, um, and people will climb up on the bridge at night and try to see the Goat Man. It's kind of sad. There's literally like there's been like hundreds of deaths on that bridge because they're looking for the Goat Man. And they end up oh getting murdered by a train, but there are it's pictures called a sacrifice. of like a goat-like man up there. Um, a goat man. Sacrifice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, uh, Kyle, you would love this one in Loveland, Ohio. Or yeah, in Loveland, Ohio, there's one called the Loveland Frogman. It's a giant humanoid frog that you see at night. I'm gonna make it my up. life's. I'm gonna make it my life's mission to find this sob. <laughs> <laughs> like look him look him up dude but the problem is it's like he was only cited multiple times and i think it was the 70s or 80s and it was usually by policemen for some reason at night but yeah he's a giant humanoid frog about the size of a human. i've i just i just googled yeah. this and i found a picture it's it's a it's a literal it's just frog <laughs> next to a guardrail <laughs> Like it's a, it's a giant frog. Out of a comic book, doesn't it? It it, it does. Like but a police now, sketch, I guess. But now you've got me. Oh, okay, okay, dude. There's a T-shirt that says, "I saw the Loveland Frogman." You need that shirt, Kyle. <laughs> I, dude, I'm an, I'm absolutely in love with frogs, and they they fascinate me. They're, uh, it's, oh my god, they have a Loveland Frogman race. Paddle, bike, run. <laughs> I think I, I love nothing more than like when a city like really just relishes in like something like this, like Loveland. Oh, we just love that. Like there's a gift shop, you know, for like the oh, frog man. Right. I just think it's hilarious when people like, 
the Mothman. They do that. Like that whole. What are you? What are you? What are you famous for? Oh, we have a frog man. (laughs) I've been to that town actually before, and it's really beautiful. So yeah, there's nothing really saying it's like screams frog man to me. Like just passing through. Anybody, anybody listening to this, after this recording is released, do yourself a favor. Go on Google. And Google the Loveland Frogman. You will not be disappointed. And this will be the shot of your career. And the Ohio Grassman, Urbana Grassman. Yes, the Urbana Grassman. If you guys want to look up uh, Louisville Goatman right now, the the images are terrifying. And these I gotta see this. These are like actual images that people have taken. No, we don't know if it's like a costume or what, but like. Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) That is terrifying. I know. This is like twenty minutes from my house too. Oh god! And you know, dude, I, I looked at I I typed it in, and it's it's showing the the uh, the bridge where the the train uh-huh. runs. Um, okay, one of these pictures kind of looks like kind of looks like uh, um, the devil from uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Um, definitely <laughs> looks like Dave Grohl in uh, in a goat outfit. Yeah, people uh, think it's like the devil itself, like because like. A, a, yeah, I apparently it. I they 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 call the, uh, the another name for it. Apparently, from what I'm seeing in these um, pictures, is the Pope Lick Monster. Well, yeah, that's the that's the park. Uh-huh. Pope Lick. Okay, uh-huh. that makes sense then. Oh, is it? Oh, it's just like another name, basically. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's always confusing. There's more than one name to him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- huh. that should be all of our goals to photograph these monsters. For the first time. That would be okay. our life's work. That would be. You got, you got the goat. You got the goat man. Uh, you got uh, Ryan. You got the grass man. I got the frog man. We, I mean, we'll, we'll be billionaires. Watch me miss if we can. I could see it now. My work. <laughs> oh man, the depth, <laughs> the depth, the, like the depth of field is just way off. Uh-huh. Oh I my fo- god. I focus on the horn and. What the, the picture eye. comes out blurry? Uh-huh. What people believe? Right. Blurry. I was shaking. I was so scared. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I, I can't stop. Just, I can't stop looking at this. This is epic. I, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna make a. I'm gonna make up a shot of the grass man. I'll get someone, one of my buddies, to be in the ghillie suit, and I'll be like, I'll put it in my gallery, like front and center. So we were like, oh, nice birds, nice landscapes. What is that? Is that like two grass man? I would, we, I would all, gladly. We should all come together on <laughs> April Fool's Day next year and post those. On our oh, pages. definitely. Oh my I'll lord! Yeah. Apparently. I've I've been scrolling through the images a little farther down, and I don't know if this is uh, where is this at? Oh no, this is it says Louisville home for Halloween. Uh, apparently, they are they sell uh, what we call Buckeyes up here, the the chocolate and peanut butter balls. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, they are uh, down in Louisville at whenever as Goatman Poop. What? I've never heard yep. of that. That's look it up. Look it up. Goatman <laughs> poop, and it's a peanut. It's peanut butter dipped in rich chocolate. So okay. a buckeye. Oh. that's creative, I guess. <sighs> Anything for a buck. Uh-huh. I, re- I really enjoy. I really enjoy the arc of this uh, podcast today, gentlemen. Yeah. This has been um, the best one, I think, just for that reason. <laughs> definitely. I, I. I mean, I live in Lima, so I don't know if there's like an urban legend here in Lima. Lima uh, bean man. Uh, there's a, a lima yeah, the bean man. Yeah, oh, dude, that'd be epic. Um, <laughs> yep, there's a shirt that says "Goat Man Lives, Pope Lick, Kentucky." Oh, yep. 
Like, have you found wow. him, Henry? Have you tried to look for him? Don't no. stay on the bridge, though. Most people who go up on that bridge die. <laughs> like, literally, it's bad. Like, is there no railing or something, or is well, it just no. they just jump over? Yeah. So in the uh. bridge, you have to if the train's coming, you have to hang off the bridge, and most people aren't strong enough to stay because it's a really long train, so they end up falling. Mm-hmm. If you look up uh. the just the goat, the Louisville Goatman, you'll see a uh, uh, a picture of the bridge. I can I can see exactly what he's talking about. Curiosity about Kenny's Goatman legend railroad trestle. I'm convinced they're just sacrificing themselves to the Goatman. They're brainwashed and they just they go they jump. I I mean, you think about it. The Goatman, the goat, like people sat, people sacrifice goats to Satan all the time. That's true. Yeah. UFOs too. What was the uh, what was what was wait what what was the uh, Frogman? Where was that at? Loveland, Loveland, it's one word. Ohio. Loveland, we have some weird creatures around here. The Midwest is like, because I guess supposed to have nothing else better to do, so we just make up things. Yeah, I think with uh, with all the like development in our Apparently. in the Midwest, like throughout um, like America's history, it's like led to you know different animals in like the West. So, so Loveland has the Frogman. Louisville has the goat man and Urbana has the grass man. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try I'm gonna grass do some man research. Is so lame. Why can't it be a woman? Yeah. Why can't it be a woman? Like the yeah, grass like, woman. Why is it why are these cryptids and stuff such dated like why are you I, you know gender? Like if I'm gonna go to Loveland and I'm gonna buy this shirt. I'm gonna buy the I saw the Loveland frog man. <laughs> I'm glad wow. you know about it now. I figured of all I'm, people, dude, I'm a static. About that. I'm a static, absolutely. <laughs> like if there's a giant turtle, like a humanoid, oh, I I would go looking for you it. The, you know, of you have to look up wow. which bridge it was found under or by. Yeah, I would yeah. grab everything to photograph one of those things. Like I would just quit everything and just go photograph it. I'm just gonna like quit my job. <laughs> yeah, I'd sell it. To quit my job, move to Loveland. Uh huh. You know, sell my house yeah, I mean, like, and everything like I own. Photojournalism. You would get yeah. this shot of your career and like it'd be, let's say it's I mean, think about lighting. It. It's crystal clear. Yeah. It You'd doesn't even rich. have to be good lighting. Like the, if it's rare enough, look, they'll take it. Look it's at the guys rare. that dedicate their lives to finding Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Or, and they uh, still make yeah, money. Or the Yeti in uh, Nepal. I mean, or ghost yeah. hunters too. They're pretty I'm sure gonna get a hold this, of, uh, they're pretty sure at this point that the Yeti is real. Or was real at some point in Nepal. I'm gonna get a hold of National Geographic or uh, or uh, the History Channel or whoever, and I'm gonna get a show. Or and kind of, kind of a. This is actually a real example: is those photographers that hunt the spirit bears. Have you ever heard of the spirit bears? Oh yeah, I think so. I think I have. have heard heard no, I haven't. So they're like. I have not. They're white bears, but they're not polar bears. They're not albino, but they're these white bears that live in. These what the hell are they? Alaskan islands. Um, I think it's Alaskan Islands and also in Canada in these rainforests. And they're like a, they're more like of a brownish white color. Um, and I, I believe they're most similar to brown bears, I think. Um, they're okay. Really cool. They're called spirit bears. They're extremely, extremely rare. Huh. But there's people who dedicate their lives just to getting shots of spirit bears. Spirit bears, the Jersey Devil. 
Uh, Do you think there's right. like a niche photographer, like a, I don't know what you call it, like a supernatural photographer that just like hunts down these things? Do you think there's one? There's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah, it has to be. National Geographic sends people on assignments all the time to get these just For this the one animal. Grass man? <laughs> oh my god. Hey, go find your first assignment. Go find the goat man. And then they quit because they can't find it. Like they fail uh-huh. the assignment. And they get run over by You're fired. Yeah. They just fall on the bridge or off uh-huh. the bridge. That'd be so terrible. Ugh. Man. Well, I think we can wrap it up here. We can put a pin in this one. Um, so, Kyle, Absolutely. Uh, where can people learn more about your work and uh, find you at? Um, well, uh, if you use Instagram, you can find me at uh, Kyle Captures Photography. Captures with a K, not a C. Um, and um, that's all my wildlife work. Um, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Follow me. You know, if you like my work, you know, give it a like. I'd, I'd, re- I'd really appreciate that. Um, and as always, you know, Henry and Ryan, definitely check them out if you haven't already. They have some uh, amazing work. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem, man. You guys, you guys are great. I think as uh, as uh, wildlife photographers, all three of us, if we ever got together. We can definitely, um, definitely make some really, really cool stuff. I'm only about uh, two and a half, three hours away, so I can from right. Ryan's area at least, so I can, I can definitely meet up sometime. Hey, Loveland is only two hours away from me south, so hey, we can all meet up here and go, go look for the frog man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, well, you, yeah, playing that soon. <laughs> could you imagine how many listeners would be like, "Oh, dude, let's go, let's go look for the frog man." I hate to um, tell you guys, three, if I saw the three of us with telephotos. If you guys got in my way, I'd push you over and get the frog man shot. May the best, yeah, the the best man win. May the best man yeah, win. Yeah, I know. Man, I can trust you now. <laughs> But yeah, uh, anybody who listening, if you uh, want to check out my work, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. You know, I, I'll I'll definitely follow you back if you have any content on Instagram, whether it be personal, uh, you know, professional, hobby, whatever. Uh, I'll definitely give it a look. Um, but uh, I greatly appreciate you guys having me on today. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.